Jake Parker looks like the closer. Bryce Harper gets some pretty bad news. And Ender Inciarte is having a better year than you realize. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today. I am Adam Azer, and he is Scott White. Hello, Scott White. Hello, Adam. Eight-hit day for Ender Inciarte. Pretty good. Not too bad. Two pretty steals. Pretty good. Two Can't steals, remember too, too many eight-day, eight-hit days in my baseball fandom. No, it was a pretty good day. It was obviously a doubleheader, but he did better than Reese Hoskins, which is really saying something. Listen, people, are you hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. And you can do all of that with just a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. How are you feeling about yourself today, Scott? You feel good? You feel confident? Like, Oh, I feel good. Yeah. Been having a little more fun with the soundboard. Oh my god, this guy is crazy. This is the highlight of my job now. Scott is in such a good mood with this thing. He is in such a good mood. <laughs> uh, I would like to start, I'm glad you're feeling good about yourself because I am not. I would like to start off with a segment called I Suck. Scott. Whoa. That I, is, I no, suck. we need to, we need to help you out here, man. I What's suck. Wrong? I sat Justin Verlander for Parker Bridwell. Ah, I told you not to. You did. Although I did when we, when we did our, uh, you know, look ahead, daily look ahead at all the Knights matchups. It was the first time I was willing to say anything positive about Parker Bridwell. And that, so that kind of blew up in my face too. But, um, that was bad. Yeah, that was the, that was the comeuppance. It was the day of reckoning for Parker Bridwell. And was that your wife that just walked by? Yeah, sure was. You gave her, you gave her an out eyebrow raise. As no, she did I? By. Ah, I yeah, gave her a wave. Yeah. I gave her a wave. <laughs> <laughs> you raised your eyebrows too. That was funny. Um, so yeah, so I suck because I, I started, Ver, I sat Verlander in two leagues and in one league I started Bridwell over him. I also, to tell you another reason why I feel like I suck this morning. So you just saw my wife. She walked in. She, we have a light fixture. In our kitchen, obviously there are light bulbs in there, and there's some glass around each of the light bulbs. And earlier, like last week, a few days ago, she cracked one of the glass coverings. Mm. But she's very handy. Like she builds, she built the desk I'm sitting on right now. I'm sitting at right now. She's very handy. So she bought some crazy glue and pieced it back together and did a really nice job. And we were ready to put the thing back up to cover the light bulb. It's right now we just have an exposed light bulb up there. And uh, this morning, after wallowing in self-pity for starting Parker Bridwell over Justin Verlander, I knocked the fixed glass covering off the counter and broke it into pieces. And now it is useless <laughs> junk. There's no crazy gluing that together. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's uh, How much time did you put into gluing that together in the first place, Adam? I don't know. Ten minutes? Oh, okay. Well Yeah, it wasn't like an hour. But I'm you know, I'm not feeling good about it. But Bridwell, um Bridwell's got two start no, he's got one start, I think, next week. It's at Oakland. Are you done with him? Farewell, Bridwell? I I never owned him anywhere, so Brid farewell. <laughs> He's seventy percent owned. It'd, it'd be difficult to say I'm done with him because I never got started with him. The only, like I said, the only time was in a daily league. If you owned him against the A's, I was willing to say go ahead last night. But it is the A's again next. No, week. I, I don't think he's very good. All right, fair enough. 
Uh, let's do some big news, and then we'll talk about the standouts from yesterday. And, and Bryce Harper is still a long ways away from returning from a bone bruise in his knee, and he also has a strained calf, which is slowing down his recovery. So where's Bryce Harper on the drop-o-meter? I guess I'll put him at one, just in situations where, you know, it's a league without a DL spot, very limited bench space. I don't think it's unthinkable to drop him if it, it's really costing you something in the interim. But I think for most owners, there's enough places to stash him. And obviously, he's the kind of player that when he returns to the lineup, you'll start him immediately. So worth keeping around. All right, so that is uh, Bryce Harper, obviously, and let's just hope he gets back soon. John Lester's going to pitch this weekend. The Cubs are going six-man. Don't know how long. Do you know how long the Cubs are going six-man? No, but not for long, I would imagine. Okay, and I'm hoping, I was hoping that they would just remove my Montgomery from the rotation because I'm facing him in the podcast league in the playoffs, but it looks like Montgomery will make another start this weekend. Good, great, wonderful. Uh, and Aroldis Chapman had an MRI in his elbow. No issues were found. Chapman dealing with a little elbow soreness. Bryce Harper's a one on the drop meter Where is Chapman? He might be up to like a five or six. Because if if he's if, if he's having to rest injuries now on top of just regaining his form, um, that makes that makes his the you know, that that's going to take even longer before he regains the role, assuming he ever does. Scott, let's talk about some standouts here. All and, right, who stood out to you? Ender Inciarte, man. Eight for ten with a triple, five RBIs, two runs, a walk, a strikeout, and two steals in a doubleheader. B- busy day for Ender Inciarte at Philadelphia. And he's batting three ten. He has t- 19 steals. Almost no power. Ten home runs, twenty doubles, three triples, a seven sixty three OPS. For an outfielder to have a seven sixty three OPS and be the number twenty two outfielder in both points and roto. And roto, huh? Yeah, that surprised me. I mean the the steals with nineteen of them, the batting average is really good with three ten. There's no way I don't I'm not I don't have your rankings in front of me, but I know for a fact that nobody has Ender and Ciarte in their top twenty five. Right. Uh what do you make of this? Is he just really underrated or the benefiting from leading off and playing every day? Like what, what is it with NCRT? Well, part of the ranking, I'm mean, like, he's not, he's not a big home run hitter, obviously only has 10 on the year, but it, it, I feel like it's even worse than that because five of those home runs came, well, four came in April and I guess another one came in early May. So there was some, even the little bit of power he has shown, it was front loaded. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't strike out much, which obviously helps him in points leagues. It means he hits for a high batting average as well, which helps him in roto. There are things he does well, and I think he's steady enough that it, it's, it's never really a bad thing to start him. But at the same time, there are so many players behind him with more upside on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. That it feels like a resignation of sorts to play in Ciarte, and that's why we don't rank him as high as he actually shows up. But He's those players, kind of, those players probably have more downside too. They probably do. You know, yeah, they probably do. But um, would you rather particular- have Eddie Rosario? Two home runs yesterday, but you know he was kind of cold before that, but he was kind of hot before that. You know, but 
Uh, like he doesn't have that many weeks of 20 fantasy points, Eddie Rosario, which surprised me. Right. Who would you rather have? I would rather have Enciarte, actually. I think that's getting low enough into the outfield pool that I'm, I'm willing to go with Enciarte instead. Uh, but that's about the range I'm talking about for Enciarte, uh, how, how valuable he is to me personally. Even though you look at some of the players he's outscored this year, uh, I just have the points leagues rankings open. So it's, it's Lorenzo Kane, Corey Dickerson, Adam Jones, um, even like, well, Tommy Pham. I know he didn't, he doesn't have nearly, Pham doesn't have nearly as many at bats as in CRT. So maybe that's an unfair comparison, yeah. but it's, it's some big name players. Tommy Pham double dong as well. And, and Pham, by the way, <clears throat> uh, says that he hits his home runs in bunches. So let's hope that's coming for Tommy Pham. Blake Parker, 15% owned, fourth save, four outs. He's really good. Yep. And uh he needs to be owned in more than 15% of leagues. Do you have any doubt that he gets the next save for the – well, I don't know how many pitches he threw, but let's say he doesn't. there's no save chances <laughs> it's tonight. It's a four-out save, so. I don't um, know if they're playing tonight, but do you have any doubt that he's their closer, Blake Parker? Oh, yeah, I have doubt. I mean, just the way Mike Sosha's managed that bullpen all month. Uh He's faked me out enough times already to think he could be doing it again, but there's three saves in a row for Parker dating back to Saturday. Three, he's gotten the last three Angels saves and has done so in very impressive fashion. One of the options has been removed. Bud Norris is on the DL. Cam Bedrosian worked the sixth inning in this game, as has been typical of him lately. Hasn't, hasn't really been working the late innings so much. So, Parker's been the Angels' best reliever all season. 214 ERA, .85 whip, 11.4 strikeouts per nine innings. That's closer stuff right there. It would make total sense for him to be the guy now, and I'm glad Sosha's finally given him the opportunity. I think it's likely enough that I'm prioritizing Parker over some of those bottom feeder closers like um, Brad Ziegler, Hector Neris, uh, Blake Trinan, or Rose Viscaino. I would take Blake Parker over I, all of them. Right I now. would drop a roll this Chapman for, for Blake Parker. That's bold. I'm Why not? Not saying it's wrong necessarily. If you do, if you only have so many roster spots to devote to relievers, Parker's clearly doing a lot more for you now Absolutely. than Chapman is. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, that, they may be true the rest of the season. It's very I good, th- very good chance. Of I that. feel like Chapman, look, we have a four weeks left in the season. Uh, once Monday comes around, I feel like Chapman is a week and a half at earliest away from from getting that closer's job back. First of all, he has to pitch better. Secondly, mm-hmm. he has to pitch. He's not pitching that much lately. He's got an elbow soreness. Yep. So yeah, I mean, yeah. makes sense. Go out and win right now. Even in Roto, I, I think Parker gets more saves than Chapman rest of season. That's the bottom line. <clears throat> all right. Email of the day is from Jordan from Salmon Arm, BC, British Columbia. The subject was Scott's song. My initial reaction was of Gabe in the office when he creates soundscapes on his keyboard. <laughs> a moment in time expanded to his song. Wow. That you, is yeah. Do you remember not that? the best company. But no, fair no. enough. I had to look up the clip. I didn't remember the reference. It was very funny. <laughs> it's a good episode, too. Um, so you are Gabe. Congratulations. You, were there any other standouts you wanted to talk about from yesterday? Oh, like the worst character from the office. Well, the worst. He's a great character, but he's not someone you want to be. No. No, I. Okay. Fair. I. I don't know that he was a great character either. What? He's awesome. I kind of felt like he was shoehorned in there. I loved it. 
didn't mesh with the rest of the cast very well. Wasn't even really sure what he stood for most of the time. But neither did he. Neither was Gabe. That's he was. He sucked. That was he's like me this morning. He's just terrible. <laughs> I who he was else, like me yesterday. Apparently, who else stood out? I am not Gabe. Come on. <laughs> that is true. I uh, you know who stood out was Mark Leiter. Actually, he didn't stand out. It was a pretty lackluster start against the Braves. Uh, I think it was technically a quality start, but three and runs on nine hits in six and two thirds innings, six strikeouts, one walk, and not a standout start. But sixteen swinging strikes mm-hmm. for Mark Leiter is actually a season high for him, and uh, that's what makes him so interesting. That split finger fastball of his has been piling up the swinging strikes when he's willing to lean on it. And while it didn't necessarily prevent hits in this start, uh, th- those two long relief appearances, back-to-back appearances, four and a third innings, nine strikeouts, five innings, seven strikeouts, and then you know his previous start, obviously August 23rd, was one hit and seven shutout innings. So 26-year-old without much of a prospect pedigree, but I feel like... His splitter went overlooked. It, it looks like it could be a game changer for him. I think he's going to make two starts next week. They have seven games. One of them for Leiter is at the Mets. The other would be at Washington. Uh, if he only makes one start, it would be at the Mets. That might be better than two starts. Leiter's 30% owned. Yesterday we talked about some exciting pitchers to pick up. Jake Junis, Jack Flaherty. Where's Leiter with Junis and Flaherty? It's funny, those are the three I'm leading the waiver wire column with today. And um, I would put him last of that group. But Flaherty may only make two usable starts for you, you know, because debut Friday, you're probably not going to actually start him then. If it goes well, then maybe you'll start him after that. But I don't think he has the innings to make it all season. I think eventually Wainwright will replace him. So uh you could make the case for Leiter over Flaherty. I just think I'll trust the talent of Flaherty right now. Okay. Boy, are we getting a lot of emails lately. Fantasy baseball at CBSI.com. We're going to do our best to read as many as we can later on in the show. Uh, but there's just a lot to talk about here. If we want to stick with players to pick up, we'll go over to the deep leagues here. I'm going to give you players who are owned in very few leagues, and you tell me if they should be owned in more. Rafael Montero is 8% owned. They met the Mets wanted to throw strikes. Well, he walked four batters at the Reds, <laughs> but he gave up uh, no runs on three hits and eight in the third and struck out eight. His best start, and he's got two starts next week against uh, Philadelphia and Cincinnati. That's Rafael Montero, eight percent owned. Ryan Merritt had a good start at the Yankees. He's two percent owned. Those are two pitchers, Montero and Merritt. Four hitters that have been doing well lately. Mitch Moreland. He's hot right now, but he still sits a lot. He's twenty-eight percent owned. Matt Olson, for the second time this month, Matt Olson, owned in 8% of leagues, has homered in three straight games. Uh, and he sits against lefties, and he has two on the schedule next week. This is funny with, with Olson. Last 28 days, he's the number 31 first baseman in points leagues, but number 15 in Roto. He's got an OPS over 1,000. Actually, I think it's 1,000 on the nose, but he sits against lefties, so that hurts him in points leagues. And he has like seven home runs during that stretch? Probably more than that in 28 days because he has seven home runs. Uh, he has probably seven home runs in his last two to th- three weeks, I'd say. But I don't know what he did before that. Seven home runs in his last 
16 games, yeah. which is a span of 19 days, 20 days. Yeah, so that's Matt Olson, 8% owned. And then here's a shortstop. Over the, since the All-Star break, the number 15 shortstop in points, number 11 in Roto, 17% owned. Do you even know who I'm talking about right now? He's batting no, I second fairly regularly for one of the best teams in baseball. He's on an uh-huh. eight-game hitting streak, batting 394. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play shortstop anymore because the guy he's replacing just came off the DL. Oh. Wilmer Defoe. Wilmer, yeah. Wilmer Defoe of the Nationals. Yeah. I, his. You know, it was funny. I was looking at him this morning. He has a better batting average and on-base percentage than Trey Turner himself <laughs> now. Yeah. He's batting 323 since the All-Star break with four homers, six steals. Now... Uh, he's got an eight-game hitting streak, batting 394. But where's he gonna play? Yesterday he played second base. That's not gonna be a regular thing. Daniel Murphy sat. Could the play a little bit of the that. outfield. Yeah, he played the outfield the day before. Yeah, Defoe could play the outfield. He's shortstop eligible. But, well, but ultimately, I, I don't think he is going to be able to to play every day. They will. He, he will play more than the average bench player. Um. But I, I wouldn't get too excited about him because there's just not a regular spot for him. And, and it's not like he excels at any one thing. I think as an everyday player, he might be one of those who is not really bad at anything. So altogether, it ends up being a useful fantasy player. But with less than regular playing time, I just don't think Defoe is going to matter. Defoe, how about this stat from the AP? The Nationals are 25 and 6 when Wilmer Defoe starts and bats second in the order. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Very interesting. Make Wilmer Defoe happen. Uh, does anybody really interest you? Rafael Montero, Ryan Merritt, Mitch Moreland, Matt Olson. From a deep league standpoint. Well, from a deep league, I mean, depends how deep you want to go. Alright, like our 16 team crappy team scam categories league. A categories league like that, Olsen with the power intrigues me. As he'd have to be a matchup play since he gets, sits against left-handers. Um, so that's one. I, I expect him to keep homering at a high rate, and uh, you know, pretty good at walks too. Okay. But otherwise, like Rafael Montero has a 2.77 ERA over his last five games, but a 1.35 WHIP. He's walking. You know, he's he's walking so many that it's hard for me to buy into anything he's doing. And um I don't know who else was on there. Ryan Merritt and Mitch Moreland. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, look, if you're looking for players to add, you can read the waiver wire column from Scott. He's gonna talk about Matt Leiter and Jake Junis and Jack Flaherty. Uh other guys. You could add, I guess, Matt Olson in deeper leagues. We gave you Wilmer Defoe as a shortstop. And there are obviously some more players. Tomorrow we'll take a look at the most added list. And I mean, Eddie Rosario is still under-owned, I think, at 68%. Yeah, it is. I don't know that he needs to be owned in three outfielder points leagues. I mean, some, probably, sure. But, um, you know, it, it might be hard as, as somebody who doesn't walk much for him to crack that threshold. But otherwise, he's probably to the point of being must own. There was an interesting stat on the Twins official team site uh this morning about his swinging strike 
his swing rate against pitches outside the zone over the last three years and don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's dropped from like 45% to 40% to about 35% this year. That's pretty significant change from year to year. He's just learning what his pitch is and doing damage with it. So that's, I, I think, legitimate development for a guy who's still in his mid-20s, I mean, just entering his prime. Eddie Rosario we're talking about here. He's 68% owned. Now, this is the time where you really need to look at schedules. Because Rosario, it's not that he's bad against lefties, but he's got 20 home runs, I think, this year, and 18 have come against righties. Seven games next week for the Twins, three lefty starters on the schedule. They are Blake Snell, Eric Skoglund, and Jason Vargas. So not exactly the best, and there are still going to be, there are going to be relievers coming in for Skoglund and Vargas. Uh, for sure. So, you know, I don't know that I'd shy away. Four right-handed starters on the schedule, and Rosario could be a good one for you at 68% owned. Let's take a look at the rotation from yesterday. A seven-man rotation. First of all, Steven Strasburg dominated the Marlins, and Robbie Ray dominated the Dodgers. Very impressive stuff. Uh, not sure what to say there. Just kudos to them. Jose Barrios. Seven scoreless with 11 strikeouts against the White Sox. His last start was against the White Sox, and it didn't go very well. Five and a third, four hits, three runs, three walks, but nine strikeouts. Now, he's got two road starts next week, Scott, Jose Barrios. And he's got a 5-12 ERA on the road, 254 at home, at Tampa Bay, at Kansas City. How are you feeling about Barrios after last night's gem? A little better. A little better. I mean, it was against the White Sox, and so we expected him to do well in that outing. But I didn't expect him to do quite that well after the way his last couple months have gone. I think those matchups are favorable enough that I would be trusting him even in even in categories league since it's two star week I would ex- I would trust him to do more good than harm okay Jose Barrios Dallas He's been Keuchel. better lately too I mean that two was his second last three. seven shutout inning performances last three and the other was Arizona so yeah uh Dallas Keuchel bad six innings six runs against Texas uh I'm assuming whatever Like, we don't really care that much? Yeah, it was kind of weird the way it unfolded because all six of the runs were in the fourth inning. And he ended up pitching six total. He he said there was a bad call on a Joey Gallo pitch that led to a walk. He thought it was a strike, and he kind of lost his concentration after that. Oh, come on, Dallas Keuchel. You're better than that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure he would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, And he is better than that, and he'll be fine. Carlos Martinez. Just kind of a strange-ish year for him. Strikeouts are way up. Carlos Martinez didn't have a great start yesterday against Milwaukee. Gave up six runs, only three earned, but ten hits. Uh, Carmart is the number 13 starting pitcher in points, number 17 in Roto. He is 10 and 10 with a 352 ERA. Now, this is a guy who had a 301 and 304 ERA in 2015 and 16, so it's up about a half of, a half a run. Uh, but the whip is down, 121 whip. But the home runs are way up. But the strikeouts <laughs> are up. So it's just been a different kind of year from Carlos Martinez. Not as many ground balls, more strikeouts. Ultimately, I don't know if it's worse. It might be a little bit better because the whip is lower and the strikeouts are up, but the ERA is up about a half a run. So I don't know. Um, yeah, like yeah. I said, 13 And the ground ball rate is Roto. down. He's still been a ground ball pitcher overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's true. It's not as high as the last two years, so I guess that explains the home runs to some degree. Still seems like he may have had some bad luck there, as much as we can call home runs luck. 
Uh, looked a lot like Carlos Carrasco this year, which, you know, still a must-start pitcher, still great, but I think it's a slight step back for a pitcher who's still only uh, 25 years old, and pro- we probably haven't seen his best yet. All right, Carlos Martinez, and if this is not his best, it's still pretty darn good. Hey, Trevor Bauer was good, Scott, and in his last eight games, seven of those are starts. He has a 211 ERA. And he was a little off yesterday, not his best stuff. Apparently doesn't like day games very much. Trevor Bauer gave up one run on four hits, but four walks, four strikeouts at the Yankees. So how much faith do you have in Trevor Bauer? He is very little. He has probably been the weirdest pitcher in baseball this year. Two starts, though, at the White Sox, home against Baltimore. The yeah, Red you're Hot probably going to have to use him for those, if only for the White Sox yeah. matchup. But, you know, Orioles could be worse. So, yeah, I mean, probably going to have to hold on to him at least for that week and then hopefully never use him again. Bauer or Ryu, rest of season? Well, I mean, I'd rather own Bauer for next week. So, you know, we're we're kind of going week by week now. I guess I have to say Bauer. I, I trust Ryu more, even though he had a bad start yesterday. But um, definitely want to start Bauer next week. Ryu also is a two-star pitcher next week, but... I don't know. Kershaw, uh, they're not good. Arizona and Colorado at home. But Kershaw comes back Friday. Wood comes back Sunday. Yeah. I don't know that he makes, that Ryu makes two starts next week. Yeah, it might get pushed back. It's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they have seven games, he would, but six, maybe not. So we shall see. Um, Chase Anderson, 84% owned. Good start last night against, uh, St. Louis. Bauer or Anderson, rest of season. I will take Anderson. Not even close. Mm, okay. Bauer or Gosman? Uh, Gosman. Bauer or Porcello, who's also in the Porcello. Rotation. Yeah? Yeah. You trust Porcello with two starts, Toronto and Tampa Bay next week? Yeah, those two starts, sure. I mean, this, this most recent start, it's one of his best of the year mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and it came against the Blue Jays, so... Uh, I kind of wanted to look up his numbers, exactly how much better they've been of late. Last 10 starts, 378 ERA, 14 walks, 58 strikeouts. It might be, I, I might be wrong. It might be more like a 358 ERA. It's a 348 ERA. 348, okay. In his last 10 starts. With about a strikeout high. per inning and, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just the Babbitt luck is normalized. During that 10 start stretch, it's 280, which is not, you know, so low that you're, thinking he's overachieved, but it's definitely much lower than it was earlier in the year. Interesting thought here, because Porcello we're talking about, last 10 starts, 348 ERA. However, he still has given up 13 home runs in 64 and two-thirds. If you have his game log in front of you, how has Porcello done against the Rays? Because they hit a lot of home runs. And I'm going to start him in a two-star week. I don't own him, but if I did, I'd start him against Toronto and Tampa Bay next week. But the Rays might be a, a bad matchup for him. I'm curious how he's done against them. Well, I mean, the thing about home runs is, you know, a bad start in terms of home runs is two, probably. Giving up two home runs is bad, and when you're dealing with numbers that low, it's hard to differentiate. Um, so he had one start. During that 10-start stretch, he started against the Rays twice. Zero home runs in one of the starts, two home runs in the other. So I, I don't know what to make of that. All right. Fair enough. Uh Then... We will get more into the news and notes, double dongs. Got some hay real quick for 2018. Some more hopeful or hopeless. 
Today's matchups, all that, that's all coming up. Uh, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Look, if you're a business owner, you just need to make some hires. Why haven't you tried ZipRecruiter yet? I'm telling you, this is going to make the hiring process so much more efficient. Businesses of all sizes are using ZipRecruiter right now. Big, small, it does not matter. It's time to get on ZipRecruiter.com and get the word out about your job openings, and you can do that for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Now, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. And then their technology is going to efficiently match the right people to your job better than anyone else. ZipRecruiter is better than other job sites because instead of candidates finding you, ZipRecruiter finds them. And 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. 80%. All it takes is one day you're going to get a good candidate. That is, I mean, imagine taking phone calls and emails and, you know, Going through resumes and all that stuff. This makes it so much easier. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. So you can try it for free right now at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, everybody. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Here are your news and notes, Scott White. You've been asking me about them all show. Houston's going to return home and play three games against the Mets this weekend. They'll play a doubleheader on Saturday and then one on Sunday. So that is great. Addison Russell had a setback in his recovery from a foot injury. He might not be back this year. They don't need him. Javier Baez is better. It appears that way, yeah. Uh Byron Buxton left with a hand injury. Dun, dun, dun. We'll keep an eye on that. It seems minor. It yeah. seems like because he, he finished the at-bat, he played the outfield the next inning, and they had a big lead, so they took him out. Scott, I just got an email. Just got an email five minutes ago from Andy. Wow, hot off the press. Do you think I should drop Harper with only three weeks left to play in the season? Well, we already answered that. No, we didn't. We answered with four weeks left in the season. And I'm wow. going to go ahead and disagree with you. I'm going to respond to Andy, and I'm going to say, yes, I do. But Scott uh. says no. So I'll let him decide who he likes better. You can decide who you like better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it personal. That's always smart. Then I'm going to put in caps, me or Scott. P.S. I I have have the more authoritative (laughs) voice, Adam. Make sure you listen to today's podcast at the 30-minute mark, roughly. Okay, he'll enjoy this. Uh, All right, next news item. Yuli Gurriel left with knee soreness. He's day-to-day. James Paxson and Felix Hernandez are expected to throw bullpen sessions this weekend. Lonnie Chisinau should be back within the next few days. Uh, Jared Eikhoff left with an arm injury. He, his velocity was down. Eikhoff was struggling, and he might have to go on the DL or just— Another reason pitch. I like Mark Leiter. He yeah. seems like he has a firm job now. Uh, Dustin Pedroia should be back today or tomorrow. Tyler Flowers on the DL with a wrist contusion. Buster Posey should be back today. And Scott White, freak out. Jake Lamb sat, in, sat again against a lefty. He faces four lefties in six games next week. Jake Lamb. Uh, that was my freak out. That wasn't even an effect on the mixer. No, that was just my natural voice. Jake Lamb, starter sit. You'd have to think about sitting him, I think. Yep. I, it, I don't I know so. how able you are to carry a second third baseman or what the third baseman would be, but I definitely think about sitting him as good as he's been this year. All right, Jake Lamb. Could be riding the pine. Double dongs from yesterday. I think we actually talked about half of these guys. Tommy Pham, who's only 80% owned. He might be available in some of your leagues. 
And he's like he said, like I said, uh, he said they come in bunches. He said five home runs in his last 12 games. Eddie Rosario homer twice. He's 68% owned. Kyle Schwarber. Last 21 days, he has six home runs. He's batting 226, which is like a miracle for him this year. But still, only the number 41 outfielder in points, number 31 in roto. Kyle Schwarber, 81% owned. What do you think about that ownership? I think it's too high. Despite the two-homer game, that matched his hit total from, like, the previous six games. So he's not really coming around. I mean, he's been homering on occasion all year. He's up to 24, right? Mm-hmm. So, Man, you know, it's, so. it's not like he... W- it's not like we ever worried about him hitting homers, just doing anything else, and he's still not doing anything else. And Albert Pujols. I was just scrolling through ESPN.com today, and I saw a 538 article with the headline, Albert Pujols is the worst player in baseball. I didn't read it, but that that headline is out there. <laughs> but he homered twice yesterday, and he is 70% owned, and that should probably be closer to 7% owned. Wow. Okay. Closer, yeah, I guess, closer. I guess closer if you're going to. Beyond the spectrum there. I mean, basically all he does is hit home runs. Nothing else good. And, and he only has 21 of them. It's not like he has right. that many. By this, year's standard, by this year's standards, that's not an exceptional total. You know what? Let's find out, ladies and gentlemen, where 21 home runs ranks amongst hitters this year. While we do that, I'm going to give you a hey real quick. Okay? Okay. Hey, real quick for 2018, Jonathan Scope or Robinson Cano? I, hmm, I might go Scope. I might go Scope. I feel like maybe I should know better because he's having a year much like Rugnet Odor had last year, and clearly the follow-up hasn't gone well there. Plus, I've written Cano off before, and he turned around and had... This amazingly redemptive season last year, but the age difference is significant, and I don't think either will be drafted in the first five rounds next year. So, um, you know, it's not like you're gonna, going to be overpaying for scope, I would presume. So, I yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say scope. Albert Pujols with his 21 home runs is about 70th right now amongst hitters in home runs. Man, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so like you said, the root net or door comparisons are they're they're interesting because Scope's hitting three oh six this year. His previous career high in batting average was two seventy nine and, and he has thirty one walks to hundred and twenty strikeouts, but thirty homers. So last year there was a record for players who hit twenty plus home runs in a season. I think the record was one oh four. Does that sound right to you? What was that? hundred and four player what? Hitting twenty home twenty home runs last year? Uh no idea. No idea. Uh well anyway it was it was somewhere near that right now we're already at 85 with a month to go so I mean if we look at the players 15 or higher that's 139 and let me give you this now, home run stat actually so this was I had this yesterday it might be a little bit different today but very little teams are averaging 1.27 home runs per game which would be an MLB record teams average 1.17 home runs per game in 2000. That was obviously a big home run year. Um, and teams are scoring 4.66 runs per game this season, which is just 35th all-time since 1900. So to <laughs> summarize, most home runs per game ever, but only the 35th most runs per game. As, Read your as outcomes, baby. Yeah, and going into yesterday, 
In points leagues, eight of the top ten hitters had 30 or more home runs. Uh, Altuve and Mookie Betts were the only ones that were the exceptions. They both steal bases. And in Roto, Altuve is the only hitter in the top 12 with less than 28 home runs. Home runs are still the key. I, I know that home runs are common, but the best home run hitters are still among the best fantasy players. It's still the king of stats. So we had 111 20 homer guys last year. It was higher than I thought. But still, that, that number would appear, that record would appear to be in jeopardy also. All right, so you went, hey, real quick, you went scope over Cano for next year, for now. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick. Edwin Encarnacion or Reese Hoskins in 2018? Depend. It's going to depend a lot how the last month goes. If okay. I had to decide today, uh, I'm going to say Encarnacion, who's his batting average is lower than we expect, but otherwise he's doing everything well. I mean, the the strikeout to walk ratio was off early, but he's walked a ton in the second half. Yeah. And still looks like he has a lot left in the tank. So I'm going to lean in Carnacion. But if Hoskins has a big September, I doubt it could be as big as his August. But if it's a big September, then that would change things. I'll give you some stats on Encarnacion. Because, you know, last year he, the strikeout rate was up. And people were saying that that could be the sign of the real decline. And this year it's up again. But it really depends on, like, you and I would probably be more forgiving of the strikeouts being confined to the first 37 games where he was terrible, batted 198 with five home runs, 46 strikeouts in 37 games. Chris and Heath would probably say, well, look at the season-long totals, but over the last 92 games since the middle of May, Encarnacion has a 937 OPS, and he has just 69 strikeouts to 63 walks in 92 games. 265 Mm -hmm. batting average, but a 937 OPS, I mean, that's an elite player. Uh, and that's yep. been the case for 92 games. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the last month. He's basically become a, a rich man's Carlos Santana. Maybe he always was, but it feels even more like that this year. And finally, hey, real quick for 2018, Rubenet Odor or W-Hit Merrifield? Huh. You know, I don't have much reason to doubt what Whit Merrifield's doing. When you look at the underlying numbers, they they pretty much all support it. Now, if if baseball changes the way they manufacture balls next year, which I think you and I both feel like there's a good chance of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Merrifield would be one of those hitters to suffer significantly. It, I, that's going to be difficult to figure out, I think, who exactly is affected by that. But... Um, you know, basically a 20-30 season is what he's looking at now as a second baseman with a high batting average, and the batting average might be the most believable part, and that's what we're doubting for Odor. Long story short, I'm leaning Merrifield right now. My goodness, Odor has been so bad. 214 batting average this year. Now, obviously his walk-to-strikeout ratio is, is terrible all the time, but he has been a 259, 269, 271 hitter. In his career, so I don't think he's one of those thirty. I don't think he's Chris Carter at second base. But uh, man, bad year for him. I I just picked up Starlin Castro in a daily league, you know, and this is the time of year where guys like that slip through the cracks. And I have to decide every day now: do I start Castro or or Odor? And I usually just play the matchups. But the one thing Odor does give you is got fourteen steals, 
so that that helps. Not compared to Merrifield, it's nothing. Merrifield is twenty six and twenty eight attempts. All right. So uh did you give an answer by the way or just an explanation? Yeah, I said Merrifield. Merrifield? Okay. Yeah. All right, Scott, another round of hopeful or hopeless, but I'm giving you a third option. Since it's a kind of like what if they're in between? So I just have the word maybe. I don't really know like what else to say. Hopeful, maybe, <laughs> or hopeless. They're all gonna be maybes now, Adam. I put this guy on there yesterday. You said hopeless, but he homered again. Who's straight now with a homer? Hanley Ramirez. I'll stick with hopeless. Jose Bautista. I will stick with hopeless. These are these are repeats. No, you not, just want the I don't maybe think Bautista. I don't think Bautista was. He, I mean, maybe he was, but he's 91% owned. It's ridiculous. He's batting 205 and slugging 374. Goodbye. Chris Davis with a C. I mean, relative to first baseman in today's environment, pretty hopeless. He's, uh, I think I moved Trey Mancini ahead of him recently. Julio Tehran. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I said hopeless earlier, but that was a good start against the Phillies yesterday and um, has been has been better lately. I just don't know that I'll uh, combine seven earned runs in his last four starts. That's what I mean by better lately. I don't know that I'll um, get to a point where I trust him again before September's done. But you know, he's been a good pitcher for a long time prior to this year. Well, so look, maybe Tehran. First of all, not only in those four starts, two thirty-three RA, but also twenty-seven walks and twenty-seven innings. Two of those starts were against Colorado. One of them was at Colorado. And he's he was a streaky pitcher last year. Tehran had four bad months, four months with an ERA over four. But in May and June, he had a sub-two ERA. So mm. I don't know. Maybe he'll go on that run. And the maybe. thing is, you got to figure it out right now because Tehran is 80% owned, and he's got two starts next week, Texas and Miami. Not necessarily good matchups, and they're both at home where you can yeah. trust the ball to hit the sun, and he's been bad this year at home. Yeah, but I think that's – he was really bad early, and I, I think that's kind of worn down over the course of the season. In a points league, I think I'd roll with him for the two starts, not in a categories league. Let's look at the fringy starting pitchers. Jay Happ is 89% owned, but we consider him pretty fringy. He had a pretty good start. I mean, he gave up one run, but four walks, two strikeouts against Boston. Up and down this year. Two starts next week for Happ at Boston, home against Detroit. At Boston, home against Detroit. I like him more than Tehran still, so yeah, I think I'd start him. Would you drop a two-start J-Hap for a one-start uh, Luke Weaver? Let me get you the matchup. Since I know you're going to whine about it. What's the matchup? Uh, Excuse me. He, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do, Do I, I sound, sound like a whiner to you? <laughs> Oh my god. Actually, I don't know what the matchup is. It's not displaying here on the page. Sounds powerful. It feels so powerful when I turn that on, Adam. Yeah, well, you have the power to annoy me, that's for sure. So, uh, what would you do? Luke Weaver's, I, I mean, you probably can't pick him up anyway, but who would you rather own, Happer or Weaver? Well, that's nah, a tough one. I mean, if we were, if, if this was a month ago, and we had twice as many weeks to work with. I'd say Weaver. He's got Pittsburgh. Because I like him better. Pittsburgh, one start next week. And that's, you know, it's a decent mass- matchup. I think if you are on the fence about whether or not to start Hap, even in a two-start week, then you go ahead and drop him for Weaver, the better pitcher. 
But if he's automatic, Hap, in a two-start week, then just stick with him for at least this one week. Maybe find somebody else to drop for Weaver or just hope. I mean, look, he's, Weaver's like 80% owned now, so. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. It's pretty rare that somebody would face this situation anyway. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> and, um, Andrew Kashner. Andrew Stinkin' Kashner. At the Braves, home against the Yankees next week. 35% owned. When are we gonna buy into Andrew Kashner? Never! <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I mean, the strikeout rate's so bad. So if you were going to buy ERA 129 whip, I I understand, but gosh, I just I just know the moment I put him in my lineup is when it all comes crashing down. He'll Parker Bridwell you. If you were going to buy into one of these three pitchers, Kashner, R.A. Dickey, Mark Leiter, who would they be? Kashner, R.A. Dickey, Mark Leiter would be Leiter, followed by probably and probably Dickey second. Okay. All right then. That uh, that takes care of yesterday. Let's take a look at today's games. There are ten of them, and they start with the Mets and the Reds. Degrom and Stevenson. Okay, start Degrom. Is Stevenson a sleeper? Not. No, no, he's not. All right. White Sox are at the Twins. We got Miguel Gonzalez and Bartolo Colon. Mm, I'm not so motivated to start either. I mean, they both had good starts of late, but. I don't know. I feel like I was a little too loosey-goosey yesterday, and it came back to bite me. So I'm saying no. Rangers at Astros in Tampa Bay. Nick Martinez, Colin McHugh. I'll take McHugh. Dodgers at Diamondbacks, Maeda and Granke. Both these. Marco Estrada at Jeremy Hellickson. Um, oh, boy, the Orioles. I are, don't think either. The Orioles are piping hot right now. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like Estrada lately, but no. The Orioles have scored... Holy crap. Seven or more runs in five of their last seven games. All wins. Piping hot. Straight wins, yeah. Like a hot pocket, fresh out of the mic. It's a tough one for me. Eduardo Rodriguez at the Yankees against CC Sabathia. I am starting Rodriguez tonight uh, in a daily league, but I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it either. Um... I I don't know that CC Sabathia is really in a, in in really a different boat. No, no, I, I I don't know. He pitched great last time. He he's a streaky pitcher. Also, I will say that I, I just feel like I'm gonna look it up right now. I feel like Eduardo Rodriguez does well against the Yankees every time out. He's only faced them once this year, and it was a great start. <clears throat> and both of Sabathia's starts since returning from the DL were really good. At Boston was the first one, two earned runs in six innings. So, uh, I lean no on both Rodriguez and Sabathia, but they're both better than any of the other no's I've said. Rodriguez started against the Yankees three times last year. Two of them were great. Seven innings, one run, but one of them, uh, terrible. So three of his last four have been very, very good. So I'll start him. I'll start him. Uh, Phillies at Marlins. Ben Lively, Odrisimer Despagne. Nope. Sean Newcomb at Kyle Hendricks. Start Hendricks, sit Newcomb. Michael Waka at Madison Bumgarner. I will start Bumgarner, but uh, Walk has been bad. The Giants are bad. I'm going to lean yes. Yeah, I'm starting him in the same Rodriguez league. This might not be a great night for me. Well, the morning <laughs> started out so great. Oh, God. Can I start Waka? He's been so bad lately. I know. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. He's been too bad. I'm going to take him out of my okay. lineup. 
He's going to Verlander. Yeah, that's it. a tough one. He, yeah, he's going to kill it now. All right, Nationals <laughs> at Brewers. Gio Gonzalez, yes. Zach Davies, yes or no? Lean and no. With okay. a better matchup, I could talk myself into it, but the Nationals are not that. No, they have Wilmer Defoe. You know what? I guess Wilmer Defoe, who's, who has been filling in for Harper? Cause with Harper out. Well, they just got Worth back too. Just keep that in mind. Uh, he's worthless. No, I mean. But he's gonna play. He's gonna play sometime. When did, when did they get Worth back? Like Cause I'm not Three days him. ago. Um, Michael he Taylor. hasn't. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's played. Okay, so he, he sat once mm-hmm. for Devo. Um, yeah, Kendrick's been playing left. Oh, right. Boy, that, that, uh, that Brian Goodwin thing D- ended pretty quickly. He's on the DL. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Okay, well, that's why it ended. Uh, but it's not coming back, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Defoe's playing time's still a big question mark. Yeah. Yeah, cause they've all, I mean, I don't think they should just sit worth probably, but Howie Kendrick's been good too. Yeah. Okay, anywho, um, let's read some emails, Scotty boy. Uh, we got a lot. Actually, we could save some for tomorrow, but see if we can fire through some of these. Okay. Uh, head-to-head points keeper league. Um, what do you think about the season ending a month early? Guesses. Kreef says yes, Scam says no. This is from Matt in DC. I am a big believer, and I know I'm in the minority on this. I mean, a month might be excessive by everyone's standards, but, you know, I even like to include the last week. I feel like, I feel like you're drafting a player for his season stats and the whole season should count. In a, in a standard, like a head-to-head league? In a roto league, I agree with you. Even in a head-to-head league. Now, I also like to set up my playoff matchups in a head-to-head league so that they're two weeks long instead of just one, which, Helps drown out a lot of those, a, a lot of the flukiness, uh, during a baseball season, including some of the things we see that final week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I think, I think it's a fun challenge. Frankly, the championship game it forces you to think on your feet a little more, really explore the, the full spectrum of your fantasy manager ability. I am fine with the season ending anytime from now till the end of the year, whatever you decide is best, unless it's season long roto, then you gotta play it all out. But if you wanna end it now, I have a league that's ending next week, like in ten days. Uh I I like it. I like it actually. I prefer it. But I also think two week playoffs are very important, and that would really shorten the regular season if you do that and end your league end your league like now. Yeah. So I think that for me, I think the happy medium would be to end the season two weeks early, middle of September, and have three rounds of two weeks play, two week playoffs. And I still think at that point you'd get like 18 weeks of the regular season. Uh, yeah. So that, that's enough to me. All right. Here's one from Brian. Pick a spot starter for tomorrow. Clevenger at Detroit. It's a roto league. Clevenger at Detroit. Gosman at home against Toronto. Sean Mania at Seattle. I will pick Gosman. Gosman. Right? Yeah. All right. I'm just going through the emails here. It's taking me a while to read them. It's because uh they're just in my inbox, so I apologize for that. This is from Matt. Fourteen team head to head categories league. I need uh counting stats. Shebler, Olson, Chisenhall, and Peralta are available. Shebler, Olson, Chisenhall, and Peralta. 
Are any of them worth adding over Healy or Kemp? No, I don't think so because all of them are going to have playing time issues while Healy and Kemp won't. They're locked into everyday roles. I guess Kemp just to preserve his health sits sometimes, but you need counting stats. You want players who are going to play. Here's an email from Dave in Canada. He needs a Delino to Shields replacement. Uh, Hanley Ramirez, Kevin Kiermeyer, Scott Shebler, or Nick Williams? Hmm. I guess it's not steel specific, by the way. Hanley, Kiermeyer, Shebler, Nick Williams. My favorite of those right now is, man, you know, I, I'd probably play the matchups week to week. If you're forcing me to pick one, I will pick Hanley. Jacob from Cincinnati, who would you rather keep? Reese Hoskins or Ronald Acuna? Categories. Well, I mean, Acuna's the higher-end talent, the better prospect. So if it's one of those, if you're keeping, a, if there's little roster turnover and you're keeping these players for a very long time, I'd, I'd have to give the edge to Acuna. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's keeping him for like five or six years. Uh, this is from Dominic. Points League. I have two moves left for the week, and this is the finals. Ooh. So who should I grab? Davies against Washington. Lester against Atlanta. Godley at the Dodgers. Hellickson against Toronto. Fires against the Mets. Montgomery against Atlanta. Junis at Minnesota. Okay. Wait, for what week is this? This week. Well, I don't know how Lester and Godley are available, but Lester against Atlanta, Godley at the Dodgers. I thought Godley was at Colorado. Well, okay, so maybe anyway, um, Lester. Oh, uh, maybe it's next week then. It must be next week. So pick two. Oh, pick two. Uh well, then Lester and Godley. I think they're in. They're on their own in terms of ability. Everyone else is on the outside of that group. So even though Godley has a tough matchup, he'll be my second choice to Lester. From Brian, is Ryan Merritt a must start? No. No, he's not. If, no, I don't I don't even think he's good. He's he's the next Parker Bridwell. His walk to strikeout ratio is just dreadful. Yeah. Uh if Chris next is on the block. show, yeah, if Chris is on the show, ask him for a fantasy basketball take on the Cavs Celtics trade. Scott, why don't you give us that? Well, I think that Kyrie Irving's fantasy value goes way up. Probably a first-round pick now. Mm-hmm. His name is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yes. Wait, is it? Now I'm questioning. <laughs> I made you question it. Kyrie Irving, yes. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a first-round pick now. That seems like good advice, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas, we'll have to see about that hip, but uh can expect a big drop in production sharing the ball with James and Love. Melky- Who calls him James, by the way? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> All right, uh, this is from Melky Non-Zero Chance. I have to drop one of the following in order to make space for Kershaw. Josh Bell, Rugnet Odor, or Ian Desmond? Categories League. Josh Bell, Rugnet Odor, e- uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat yeah. that? Bell, Odor, or Desmond in a 10-team Categories League. Who do you drop? If I needed steals, then I would drop Odor. If that wasn't such a priority, I'd drop Desmond. Steven Sousa or Starling Marte? Who would you rather have? This is from Jacob. It's kind of the same answer. If you need steals, Marte. If you don't, probably Sousa. And he said, Dear Andrew, Cornelius, John, and JP. 
These are the men who built America. Vanderbilt, Rockefeller, Carnegie, and J.P. Morgan. Okay. All uh, right. Interesting. That's us. Fair enough. I mean, we're like titans of our industry, just like them. Sure. Mm-hmm. We speak. Fantasy baseball didn't exist without us. We speak with Echo. I mean... We Scott. are titans of the industry, Adam There it is. That's Scott White. I'm Adam Azer. Azer, 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 Azer. See you later. See you tomorrow.